Hi, welcome to the new podcast. We don't know what we're talking about. We're three brothers just have an opinion. My name's Chris. I'm Josh. And I'm Jamie. And welcome. <laughs> um, I suppose we better start off about why we all wanted to podcast. Um, yeah, I'll go first. I didn't. <laughs> but <laughs> but two decades were like, hey, do it. Oh, this is 18 plus, by the way. <laughs> um, yeah, I just wanted a platform to share what I feel about shit. Okay. And my opinions and like, you know, just talk and actually discuss stuff and have a nice chat. And just let the world know about it. In it. But I wanted to podcast because I don't know why, actually. <laughs> I was thinking about it a couple of months ago. When I was listening to one myself, I thought, you know what, I could do this. I reckon I could make a podcast. And I was going to do it by myself. And I've done a bit of research into how it all works. And then spoke to my brother Josh about it. And he said him and Jamie were talking about doing one at the same time. So the three of us just decided that we'd just do a three one. And we've gone from here. Yeah, I think... You know, finally had the balls to kind of sit down and do it. Well, most of us had the balls to sit down and do it. But uh, <laughs> should I don't know? Should we tell them a bit about ourselves so they know a little bit who we are? So who we, we are. Like Jamie is. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gay. <laughs> he, he's a, he's a bit fitty fitty. <laughs> uh, what about Chris? <laughs> What's going on in your life, Chris? Um. Now in my mid-twenties, 25, 26 this year. Granddad. <laughs> Not quite. Don't have any children. Yeah. Uh, I was born in South Africa and came to England with my brother Josh in 2003. And it's where I've been ever since. Josh, you going, going next? I don't know what you're chatting about. Um, well, I'm Jamie. Um, I'm like the adopted brother. Not actually blood related to these guys, but we're all siblings here. Indeed. Yeah. So, and I basically, I knew Josh from college. Collie represent the South Thames. And, uh, yeah, we've sort of just good mates and then best mates and then brothers. And now we're at this point where we just sort of hate each other all the time and we're like a soul bond. It kind of just works. Yeah. Yeah. We just, we're just a part of each other's lives now, an existence, where yeah. we don't even notice even being in the same room. But it goes like a day and we're like, oh shit, we ain't seen them in like a month. Yeah, it does. But yeah, and so and then from there I met Chris and the whole family and they just sort of took me in. And now I'm like sort of just lingering about. Yeah, it's like the third wheel on a date. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, a bit awkward having there, but free food, hey? Free food by a bunch of celebrities. <laughs> Josh, a little bit about yourself. I'm baked. <laughs> I'm not really full of it, actually. Well, well maybe you get saw off that your, one coming. Maybe you get off your phone. But, but throughout the series, and um, we just hope to discuss a bunch, bunch of everything, really. Yeah, as we said, none of us are professionals. None of us have any qualifications in what we'll probably be talking about. I have an A in IT. Probably not. 
probably won't be talking a lot about computers. I have a B in history. History happens all the time. Uh, it's history, though. History it only happened once. This, this is history right here. Yeah, we're probably making history. <laughs> For the two subscribers we get, this is our little landmark. Yeah. I was going to say something. Ah, Sorry. <laughs> And I can't remember what it was. I had a follow-up to that. The thing is, we can't tell <laughs> your mum about this, because... <laughs> no, I take back my previous statement. <laughs> because we are all totally sober here. Yeah, I was yeah, baking cookies and that. I mean, who, who knows what we just liked. I've just been vaping, that's all. <laughs> Vape nice. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't... You know, I don't have a drug problem. But, um, anyway, drugs, they're great, right? I guess so. What drugs you done in your time, Chris? I've done a handful. Um, done a bit of Charlie, a bit of cocaine, smoked some weed. I've been smoking <laughs> weed now about 12 years. But I'm not a, I'm not on it constant. I'd call myself a weekend smoker. I prefer doing it on a weekend. Just, just weed. Even though it is illegal in the country. <laughs> what else have I done? Let's see. Pills. Um, I said Charlie, didn't I? Yeah. Charlie, pills. Heroin? Yeah. <laughs> Inject a couple of times, you know. Bit, bit of crack. And then, uh, I, probably, I think that's about it, actually. Not as many as I thought. Uh, I, I have also done the marijuana. And tried, tried a bit of cocaine, but why not? No, I believe that wasn't even coke. Uh, no, that time it wasn't. <laughs> no, I've done it with my mate. That was, uh, that was kind of a lucky bit. <laughs> I love how we're like five minutes in already. <laughs> Could get rushed there. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. But no, just see where, where things go from here. And hopefully it... it oh, don't hit on me. <clears throat> hopefully it takes, takes off a little bit. So I think we'd all we'd all like that. We all would indeed. I'm in it for the money. Yeah, Josh is in everything for the money. It's all he ever bloody wants. A little slut. <laughs> well, should we actually go on to like a topic of conversation? Gambling. Gambling. Let's I'm, talk about gambling. Yeah, okay, so I'm, yeah. Go on, Josh. I'm at the stage of my life where I'm old enough to gamble. Only just. And uh, our family has a very extensive history of... Uh, Gambling addiction. Yes. Very. Rather just, extensive. Kind of uncanny. Just how every very, member in our family has. I think everybody in our family has a very addictive something. Which has got addictive natures, but gambling seems to be the one the family has mm-hmm. all turned to. If you think about it, everyone in our family, except has, for Mona, has had it, uh, our auntie, has, has been addicted to gambling. Yeah, Grandad was. Nan. Nan. Kana was at one point. Kana was heavy. Heath. Heath was a massive gambler. Mum was a huge gambler. Mum? Before we were born, mum gambled big time. Damn. Mum and my dad, yeah. You would have been born then. Well, yeah. Yeah. I'm, what, seven years between us? I don't know, my math ain't that good. But, um... And so this Conor McGregor fight got me really, really thinking about odds and statistics. That's the one. But, um... I don't know. I just feel like if I bet on this fight, I'm just going to start betting a lot. Because <laughs> I, once I figure out how to bet, 
I feel like my brain will be like, oh, I fucking might as well put 10 quid on the horse race. You know, why not? It's yeah, only 10 quid. And then See, it turns I've, to 20 I've, and 30. And... I wouldn't say I've been addicted to gambling. Well, I suppose I, was, I wouldn't really call it an addiction. But I did do a lot in my younger teens, obviously illegal gambling. But mm. since I was about 13, I've, I've looked about 18 anyway. So at 25, I'll probably now look about 40. <laughs> but um, I used to do a lot of a lot of gambling, and it, it can be quite addictive. Yeah. But the things I think I'll also enjoy it. Like that's why I kind of double it. Well, there is. I think huge excitement. It's like the thrill. That's why I yeah. want. So I want to put um, McGregor. I want to put a hundred on. But I know I'm broke. I know I shouldn't. I shouldn't be putting a hundred on. But there's an odds that I could get four hundred more. Start to drive. Yeah. Get my life sorted a little bit, but yeah. Or, start or it goes wrong, and then my life goes further downhill. So it's like yeah, because then you've lost a hundred, haven't you? Yeah. But you're already you're showing you're willing to take that risk because you're thinking about I, it I so am, deeply, and heavily. heavily. I think I might just go fifty. I think I'll go fifty because fifty's enough. Where if I lose, it's going to hurt a bit, but not too much. Yeah, it'd be like a bit of a beasting. And I'd still watched. get about I think 200, 180 or something. Yeah, something like that. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely putting a bet on. Oh, uh, me too. But um, I just don't know the size yet. My, my bet's going to McGregor. Um, I think he'll have him by the sixth round, easy. Really? Is yeah. that what you believe to your core? I, I believe McGregor will have him in, within six rounds. Because I've been having doubts. I place, you know, I thought McGregor, you know, he's the younger guy, the underdog. He's mm. going to do it. But now I'm like, but, Mayweather is pretty good. <laughs> like, but according yeah. to the stats, I'd probably say, in my eyes anyway, according to the odds, Mayweather is coming in this fight, the underdog. No. Only McGregor on is definitely the other, is the, um, is the underdog. It's the first time a UFC fighter's but got into a boxing ring, right? The reason professionally, I, yes. Exactly. Okay, so all betting on sports is is believing in that person. That's all it is. Yeah. Is you or believe that, team. that they're gonna do well. And I mean McGregor's good at getting you to believe he's gonna do well. Uh, yeah. Because of his his cockiness is But the thing with McGregor, I mean the way what, he carries himself. I mean what's his record at the moment in UFC? Like twenty four to Three or some shit. I know, Google it. Like 24 to 3, 24 to 4, something like that. Okay, that's a UFC record. I understand both have their their differences. Now they use different size gloves. Yeah, different but styles and shit. It's different styles, obviously. In boxing, it's just boxing. Mm. There's no headbutting or elbowing and kicking. It's all done with a hand. And yeah, I think McGregor's going to struggle with that. Oh, definitely. He's not. He's not used to. He's and Mayweather's what like the top dog in fucking boxing, like fifty to one any or but, some shit. Oh, there you go. Josh got it up. It's is twenty one to three. It's a good in, record in the UFC. But I mean, if we uh, let me look up what May, uh, Mayweather's is. That's a really good record. But you've also got to bear in mind. Connor's how old's Connor? Twenty twenty nine. Twenty nine. So he's got eleven years on on Mayweather because I believe Mayweather's forty. Yeah, but then you could also say Mayweather has eleven years more experience than Connor. And yeah, it, I think I think 
Uh, Mayweather has won 49 and lost zero. Which so he's on a 49 streak. Is going to break that, yeah? In his professional career, um, he has not lost one. And he's that gone is, against every, all of yeah. the best boxers. He has fought them and he defeated them. And some UFC fighters are not going to go in there and show him but, up. No. Okay, so this is where it gets onto it because I'm personally betting on uh, McGregor because of hope. Yes, it's pure hope, and I have I have a strong belief that he wants it so bad he will. <coughs> oh, for sure, you can see it that he desires. So I, I'm putting my hope and my faith into McGregor. I'm just, I'm trying to send him that energy, you know, just let him know, like, there's so many people are supporting him because he's not expected, but he wants it. Yeah, he's hungry. Yeah, and so so many people see that and think. He's too desperate not to get it. I mean, the other day I was sat on YouTube, I think it was yesterday, mm. and I saw a video of, of McGregor. It was titled, um, it was an inspirational video um, about never letting go of hope and always always believing in yourself. And there was a, a clip of McGregor when he was just joined the UFC, and he said, Oh, my name's Conor McGregor, I'm X years old. Um, well, no, he hadn't even been fighting for the UFC. This was his, his tape. Um, and uh, he said, I'll, you'll see me in the UFC one night. You will see me there, 100%. Right. And with his determination, he got there. So, if he's got that much determination to get into what he wanted to do, he's got it for this. Right. I think he's going to struggle with the pace. Because, like I said, UFC is not just boxing. You've got everything else mixed in. It's mixed martial arts. And it is the biggest fight of our generation. By far, this is the biggest fight. Because I thought that about um, Pacquiao. Pacquiao. This is so much bigger. But, um, I mean, this is a lot bigger. But I thought that one was going to be the biggest of our generation. And then this one came around. And I, I think this one will go down in history. This is like the, this is the first Ali time a uh, US of our generation. It's the first time a UFC See, fought professionally in, in a no, boxing Yeah, world. a boxer. And it's like top in UFC, top in boxing. So no matter what, because people are going to do this after. Now UFC fighters are going to challenge more. And so in like 10 years, people are going to look back at this as the first one that sparked all these other people to do it. Mm. The first I mean, one with the balls. I know this is going to strike controversy, but I mean, you look at wrestlers, right? Let's face it, UFC and boxing are miles apart, mm. competitively. And what was the other one? I've just mentioned it. Wrestling? Wrestling. Wrestling <laughs> and UFC are miles apart. What wrestling but, are you on about? Like the Olympic no, one no, like or WWE. Like WWE? Okay. It's miles apart. WWE is obviously staged. Oh, controversial. But, <laughs> But I've seen a couple of UFC fight, uh, wrestler, wrestlers come into the UFC and have their ass handed to them. I've seen the best street fighter I've ever seen, Kimbo Slice. He thought because he was a street fighter, he stepped in the UFC octagon and, and got ruined. Yeah. Um, <coughs> it's just, it's going to be hard transition. But I think, as Josh said, he's got all this momentum behind him. Yeah, he's he got is, a, there's a huge crowd support. It is unreal how many people are invested into this fight. 
Mm-hmm. And, but I want to go on to another question. Do you reckon they'll do a rematch in the octagon? Do you reckon they'll do a one, one? I don't think Mayweather's got the balls to step in the octagon. But then that shows McGregor is a bigger man. Yes. Yeah. By miles. So yes. he wins. He's won the crowd. Even already. if he loses, yeah, he's won the crowd. Yeah, he's. he's but that's oh what happened God, in every Mayweather fight. The Mayweather Pacquiao. This everyone still man. no. Everyone still says Pacquiao won that fight because of his crowd support. Yeah. Because of how many people wanted him to win, they mm-hmm. everyone classes it as he won. Mm-hmm. When Mayweather won, he never gets an actual. Because he because he's always the top dog, so no one ever roots for him. People bet on him, but no one ever roots for him. You always want to see. You always want to see an underdog, yeah. Rocky. Yeah. It's, it's Yeah, that's very true. It's more relatable that way. But I also <clears throat> I, under, I understand Colin McGregor's got that cockiness and that, that ego about him. Mm. And I just uh, I just hope in the boxing ring he doesn't let that get the better of him. Because in the octagon, let's face it, he's quite he's quite brave. Yeah. He'll stand there and, and wave his jaw in front of you with his hands behind his back. Mm. He can't be doing that yeah. in a boxing ring. And no. I don't want that to happen. Because that could make him potentially lose a fight. Because Mayweather's a quick guy. Very quick. I don't get me wrong, for a 40-year-old geezer, he's he's, he's fast. But oh. Connor's, Connor's bouncy. Connor's used to constantly bouncing on his feet quite rapidly. Connor's uh, he's got a very unique style of play. Yeah, I mean, he's a Southpaw, box, Southpaw boxer. Mm. I was looking at his um, boxing license that he, that he got, and it obviously it states your your position, and it said he was southpaw, which obviously is, is just a lefty. Mm. But his leg stance is quite wide. So yeah, especially in the UFC anyway. It's, got, it's very wide. He has a very bouncy sort of, very flamboyant yeah. way of fighting. Um, I don't mean that if any like, disrespect, because like, no. it works. It does. Yeah, proven by his, his twenty-one to three. Yeah, but the thing I know about Connor, I watched a video today on him, is no matter the outcome, he's always humble about it. Mm. I watched him in an interview about the fight, his first loss, and just went on like he was so humble about it. He was like, "Well, it wasn't meant to be." I think he gets that. Well, he sort of <clears> has <throat> to learn a lesson from each loss, and he knows that he was meant to lose to learn a certain lesson. Of course, everybody does, even in real life. Are we getting on the topic of fate here? <laughs> uh, just one more point about this Floyd Mayweather, thi- Mayweather thing. Um, I just realised that Mayweather's at 49 to 0. So if he wins this one, he might retire. 59. Yeah, he 59. might retire. He might 59. Either way, it's going to make history. It's, yeah, it will Pers- make history. Personally, whether he wins or he loses, he's going to retire. He's either going to retire on his 50th win or his first loss. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 That makes so much imagine sense. Imagine if it was a KD on um, a Call of Duty. Well. 59 and 1 is still a ratio of 59. Uh, no, 49, sorry. Hmm. Is that the highest record in boxing, though? Um, I don't believe so. Because 50's got to be quite a big number. I was just. And you wouldn't want to ruin that. You want to get. Well, you wouldn't want like a 50 to 1. No. But it also looked weird, like a 49 to 1. Yeah, but that shows. You know. There you go. 89 Chavez. to 1. What was his name? Julio Cesar Chavez. 
also has the longest undefeated streak in boxing history. Thir- 13 years. His record was 89-0-1. I think the one's a tie. Is it? Yeah, it's a draw. So technically he had 90 fights and did only lose. drawed one. So yeah, didn't, didn't lose any of them. He was ranked 50th on Ring Magazine's list of 100 greatest punches of all time. Mm, but How have we never heard about this guy? The thing is, is Damn. it would, okay, I get that's impressive, but it's not as impressive as 89 0 because that draw shows something. And I know it's like, obviously I would never do this, so I'm, not, I'm in no place to judge, but I just I, I think I think fifty and I would look better than eighty nine oh, and one yeah, draw. Yeah, definitely. Yes. that one draw no, draw course. would would haunt me for the rest of my life. I imagine it, it keeps this guy up at night. Well, he's probably if he's, dead. If he's still alive. I mean, let's have a look. Because I'm thinking, what was his competition like? So, say if he was just really good and just kept on fighting terrible amateurs, is that why, or was he actually quite a big boxer? Well, he was. Can you see if it says what boxing weight he used to fight? Oh, there you go, super featherweight. So no, he was small. He was tiny. Really small, yeah, 171 centimetres. Five foot seven and a half. That's not as small as I thought. Well, he had to be but skinny. He was he skinny. Be, yeah, he must have been thin. Does it say his weight? No. no. He had a total <clears> of 115 <throat> fights, 107 wins, 86 were knockouts. Six losses and two draws. So he had six. He losses. had six losses, which means it's not the longest. Well, it must have I got think, to eighty nine. Then he no, stopped. that's his his boxing record. So oh, that's his total. So I he got those losses after. After. So I think what happened is he went eighty nine yeah. and one draw, and then it stopped. And then he had how many more games? Like fifteen ish. 20, he had about 23 more games. What, lost them all? Yeah. And no, and only lost six of those 23 and had one draw. That's fair. I'd That's... rather that than a one. Mm. Yeah. Because he still made history. Mm. He did. You well, see, he made Wikipedia. <laughs> personally, I'd, I'd... I'd say so far this generation has been two, two boxing fights of history anyway. With the Anthony Joshua, this is one of them. This Mayweather fight, but the Anthony Joshua fight with um, I can't remember the guy's name now. I watched it, but that fight was a was a massive title fight, and Anthony Joshua came in as a bit of the underdog because he was only an Olympic boxer. Mm. Okay, and he came in the underdog and he won it. The um, big Russian guy. And Joshua was fighting. And he won it. And he proved people wrong. He proved that you can come from a completely different side of the sport. Yeah, what, like, McGregor's... top level. McGregor said, what, four years ago? That's when he started yeah. training. And look where he is now. Exactly, that's a very years. rapid growth. So, I, I reckon... McGregor's going to have him for sure anyway. I hope That's so. That's my taking. I hope so, so bad. It'd be interesting. And that's going to be interesting. I really want to watch it, but it's four o'clock in the morning over here in the UK. Oh, it's just so annoying. And it's also about 
90 between they estimate between 90 and 110 pounds just to uh, watch it on your tv at home yeah really? to rent it mm. and wow. i don't want to rent it and then it'd be like a 30 second fight because yeah, i would want to oh that's why you got to put a lot of money on it so you break even for watching it as well mm. um i don't know what we're gonna do unless we try and live stream it on a crappy little live yeah. stream site but they're not going to be good quality no it's going to be shit quality it would probably be about 50 second delay and everything mm. I reckon a pub will be open to show up I reckon somewhere it's going to stay open because it's they're going to make the money somewhere. it's got to be there's got to be somewhere that's going to be open yeah there will be. are you going to watch it if, if there's somewhere open Josh um well I'm planning on putting money on it so yeah I don't want to know what happens when it happens. Yeah, I don't want to like watch it next day. I want to watch it live. No, you want to Yeah, and like be and remember and like tell my grandkids <laughs> at the time I watched. Hopefully, Conor McGregor defeat See, Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, I'm also thinking it's four in the morning. It depends on what I'm doing the next day. That's it. So, I mean, I'll probably wake up because I'll bet through an app. So I'll probably wake up to a message of like, "You won." this yeah. much so I, I, as soon as I woke up I would know who won and it would be all over social media mm. that was, so. and I mean yeah, that's okay I'm okay with that because I can then watch the fight and see what happened no no I know no, it's, it ruins it's like no. spoilers it, it it ruins the tension but no, I'm more in it, I'm more into watching it because of the the skill and the plays what they do I'm not too fussed about the result I want to see how they got to that result whether I know it to begin with or not see how it works I, w- I want to watch yeah, it because I, like break it down and see like what their tactic, uh, tactics are <coughs> what the opponent's tactics are it's just it's just good watching sport yeah it's, it's because it's two different sports so there's two different tactics you've got boxing yeah see don't forget exactly you see how they conflict exactly and which one comes out top whether yeah, I know or not it does not affect me watching it personally but I see how it does yeah some people because they yeah. want that yeah, big build up yeah. to the Maybe a shock ending or the ending that everyone expected. I reckon there'll be a knockout. I don't reckon it'll go to points. No, definitely won't go to points. Like I said, I think McGregor will have him within six rounds. He said he'll have him in four. Well, there you go. I'm, I'm, sh- I'm pretty sure, and this is my personal belief. Thinking about it now, I think McGregor's going to knock him out in the first round. Because what I think he's going to do is he's going to get lucky with one hard punch, hit him in the right spot. And this is this is big luck. Mm-hmm. And he's just going to, first round, do him in. But I mean, because obviously Conor's southpaw. And I know from personal experience as a, as, as a right-hander, I can't remember what side that's called. <laughs> but I'm not southpaw, I box the normal way, I suppose. And fighting someone who's a left hand. It's horrible because it's like looking in the mirror. Because okay. he's got his defense, <clears throat> excuse me, his defensive fist out in front, and you've got your defensive fist out in front in the same line, so your knuckles are touching. It's just off-putting. So you can't McGregor use that to his advantage, though. Yes, which is why I reckon he'll, he'll have him in the sixth round. I don't know. I reckon I I, I really want McGregor to win, but I think Mayweather's got it. I thought that at the beginning I think Mayweather's got it within five rounds McGregor's just going to slip up because it's not used to that environment and Mayweather's brilliant at taking control and but let's not forget though 
<coughs> excuse me, is Connor's got, obviously they've got the different varieties of experience. Yeah. Because it's two different sports. Connor's got the experience of being able to, to kind of relax his arms a little bit because he can use other parts so his arms don't get so tired. Whereas this has now becoming a boxing match where Connor's not, as far as I'm aware, ever stood up and just boxed. So I think his arms will get tired quick. I think he needs to factor that in and pace himself out. Mm. I think, yeah, I think he's going to have to do a lot of pacing. He won't know, I reckon, going to be going to be cocky like he is and just go straight in. Yeah, he might go in all guns blazing. I reckon as soon as that bell hits, first round, punch front. I don't reckon it's going to be diddle-daddly in for like five rounds. I reckon it's just going to be from the get-go. They're going to have to do it. It's the biggest, one of the most hyped-up matches in history. Yeah, I mean, what's what's what they're saying the guys are making but a hundred million each or something stupid? Yeah, quadrupling his net worth, net worth even yeah. if he loses. Like, exactly just from showing up. It's, it's very ridiculous. Also, I'd just like to clarify for the podcast: we're not an MMA podcast. No, no. This this just kind of devolved. Well, it's trending at the moment. It's yeah, um, it's, it's something that's trending. But I've always been. But I think we should just establish that our podcast will be about. Uh, yeah. literally, literally whatever we end up on because uh, it's, it's, it's just a bit rustic a bit rough yeah it's a bit rough the, I, I reckon there'll probably be some episodes at some point where we oh, have, yeah, have I a think... bit of a structure and, and a certain subject mm. we only talk about and not divulge into something different but this is it's all still very early days but yeah we just ended up going into MMA it's because yeah it is it's going to be history it is no, uh, I think, it. no I think it's a great topic to be talking about because it's going to have an impact no matter the time period. Mm. Everyone will remember this fight, and I think that's a great topic. Mm. Um, but I just wanted to clarify that it's not the only topic we will cover. No, no. I think I did mention it. Mm. I can't remember. Well, should we move on to something else then? We've talked about boxing for about 20, 25 yeah, but I minutes. Could, I mean, I've been interested is... in, in MMA and, and UFC for years now, since I first moved to England, I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just... I'm, I'm trying to get into it. I think this is going to... Yeah, definitely. ...spark it, but then it's also leading back to the gambling. And that's also going <laughs> to help... Propel. And it, I don't know if it's going to be a bad thing, because it's going to help propel my interest in sports, which I... Uh, I mean, if you start gambling and, and you're successful, I mean, let's say... I don't I don't know if I believe in luck or not. That, that's a different I do. podcast. We're, very, we're a very lucky um, family. But, I mean, let's say you put the bet on, and, okay, it gets you into a sort of gambling routine, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I don't think it'll become an addiction. But you're good at it, so you're making a lot of money. Exactly. Then it's a bonus. Because that's an addiction. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's an but addiction this, that has This to could pay be off. the kickoff that, that could pay off. Or could ruin your life. It could ruin <laughs> It could ruin your life. Like, but you're both looking at that's the and a gambler's addict's perspective of it's always going to be. It's a gamble. So obviously the gamblers are going to gamble for that. <laughs> but I look at it as realistically. Because you're not. Yeah, but you. Because what, what, you don't, you wouldn't take that chance. I would gamble every now and then, but <laughs> you wouldn't take the chance of it not like propelling you If forward. someone offered me five grand or risk it for ten, I would take the five grand. Mm. Whereas you two would yeah. both risk it for the yes, ten, yeah, and I, I know it, and I, I know it. It's, but that's, that's different, and like, I think that's why it's good, because like, we do have different opinions. Because 
I guess is kind of a gambler's way of thinking. But I, I just, I like to take my chances. I think taking chances has bigger payoffs. I mean, no, it's more exciting. It's a lot more. If you live your life, it's risk taking. That's what it yeah, is. If you live your life by doing the safe option every time, you get bored so quickly. No. And you have to like, you have to take these chances, like, just but it's like jump being, for that new thing. It's like being an adrenaline junkie. It's the same thing. Hmm. You know, an adrenaline junkie gets his kicks from from jumping out of aeroplanes or bungee jumping or whatever it may be. But you get a kick out of gambling. That's your butt. It's just I never see gambling as a thing I would get addicted to. Well, I'm not discouraging it from being a serious addiction. It's probably the worst one out there to have or yeah. it's even yeah, get involved it's definitely in. up there with some of the worst ones to have. I think it's one of the worst because of how easy it is. Yes. You're addicted to heroin, giving up extremely difficult, but it's a lot It's a lot longer of a process to get the heroin again. Yeah. So a lot of you will think, no, it's not worth it, it takes too much time, sort of thing. Whereas gambling... Gambling... You can walk into a banking shop with 50 pence. Mm. And, and it's... The shops are everywhere and it's online now, but... In the uh, the high street closest to me, it has, I think I counted it one day, and it was about seven or eight betting shops. It's mad. On on is uh, what would you call it? Not even half a mile high street. No, no it's like point two miles. Point two mile high street, yeah. and there's eight betting shops there. So it's so easily graspable for but just for people. Do you know? Do you know what I've, I've noticed about betting shops? What? Right, is <clears throat> they're never in the posh areas. I've never ever seen a betting shop in a posh area somewhere like Kensington. Sure. You know, I mean, I'm not talking about casinos. That's all they have in posh areas, like casinos. I suppose that's a form of, well, it is a form of gambling. So what, do you mean like middle class areas? Yeah. Yeah. They don't, they don't have corner shop betting shops. No. You know? But this also links back to the, um, the conspiracy which I, I would say I believe in, that the FBI planted crack, crack cocaine in the, the ghettos of America, of LA. Um, the conspiracy is because it's a predominantly black area, um, and just poor area in general, mm-hmm. that the government want to keep those people poor so they can hold more money for themselves and suppress yeah. a whole race of people. Um, and it, it does make a lot of sense if you read up about it. And I guess you could say that's the same with gambling. They put gambling shots everywhere. So that the poor people who don't have don't see any hope gamble yeah, just and it gamble keeps them away. it keeps them at the bottom. Yeah. So because they're suppressed, the rich people can stay up where they are and do what they need to do. Oh yeah. I believe there's someone behind something. There's always someone behind something in this world. Everything is not as plain as it's made out to be. There's always more going on. In the there's all, yeah, there's always more behind the scene. You know, yes, okay, we, we've got a government, we've got the UK government. Who is it? I mean, who is it now? What, Theresa May? Don't get me started. But, no, don't get me started on that. <laughs> but I don't believe it's, it's, she's not running the country. It's oh. someone higher up. So what, you believe in like a shadow government? Yeah. So Yeah, there's a lot of people theorise about that, about certain sort of group of people who always stay in parliament to you know give that whisper to the prime minister's ear yeah uh, yeah definitely I believe there's something 
there's a higher a higher government than the government who controls it. There's so much going on in this world <coughs> that we don't even know about or could even dream of happening. No. And the problem is, yeah, okay, we can do a freedom of information request, but they could turn around and say no. Yeah. Well, <laughs> not everything's free and not everything's... Well, they believe not everything's meant to be known, but do you reckon if we did know, it'd make that much of an impact? The world would crumble? No, I don't think it'd do that much damage. Alright, so what if they reveal to us, okay, we've been engaging with, like, extraterrestrial beings? Would we, as a race, be okay with that and able to comprehend and actually... Live civilised with them or actually start a war with them? Personally, uh, I believe we've had contact with oh, so. outer space, extraterrestrial, with, alien... Yeah, without a doubt. Whatever you, you want to call it. But the government won't tell us. Because I don't think we'd take it very well. Yeah, that's what I just asked. Like, Would we be able to have a civilised... You know, I just don't think we take them. the information well at all, just full stop. Not even an encounter, just knowing we've had contact with them. I think a lot of people would freak out about it. Yeah, and you know some countries just going to send nukes. Oh, like, of course. Because... I mean, North Korea's on the verge of nuking everyone at the moment. Well, they're always on the verge. It's like, we're always on that cliff. You know, we yeah. still don't officially know whether they have uh, nuclear weapons or not. No, because North Korea makes everything up. There's a perfect country where it's being won by somebody higher up. I mean, okay, yeah, it's... Who is it now? Well, whatever his name is. Is it still Kim Jong-un? I believe so. Is it Kim Jong-un? I thought he was the dead one in some of the... No, that was Il. Kim Jong-il was the father. Well, whoever. I mean, look at him now. He's the one who controls the country. The news out there isn't news. It's the news he wants them to know, whether that's made up or not. It's like one of the claims is either him or his dad made, mm. was that they got a hole in one in every hole on a golf course. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Bullshit. <laughs> so what, even wherever they would hit it, some guy would like run and pick it up and drop it in a hole? Or... No, not even that. Because they just, everybody's yeah. so scared of him, whatever he says goes. Oh, so even if it was nowhere near, it'd be like, oh, no. it's hole in one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, living there. He's, like, He's the only man who ever hit 18 hole in ones in a row. I just thought, I think you need a tissue for your face, you're talking shit. But, and the thing is, they advertise it as such a, like a good place and everything. Um, they say like they've got abundance of food. The, uh, uh, the film, what's it called now? The Interview? The Interview actually makes a lot of valid points. Like he says he's got this, these, these masses of food, but in actuality, a lot of people are going through a famine. Because, uh, yeah, because he's eating all the fucking food, yeah. That bastard, we don't have nothing against North Korea, just in case they're listening. No, none at all, but we're not allies with them, just in case (laughs) you're opposing, just in case this goes the other way. We're we're Switzerland, we're on the fence, (laughs) yeah. We are literally Switzerland, (laughs) but fuck, fuck him, John. But no, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what to believe. Literally everything you hear from North Korea is, is there's some sort of lie behind it. Yeah, but you don't want to risk it just in case they have nukes. No, you, you don't want to call it a bluff, really, do you? It's yeah, but <laughs> you two would as gamblers. <laughs> You're like, well, we have money on World War Three. <laughs> it's like we're all gonna die anyway. <laughs> Let's see how it goes. 
I don't know. I reckon World War Three will happen in our lifetime. I uh, really don't. Want I don't think anyway. it will. Because uh, if if World War Three does happen, especially who we uh, predict it would right now, uh, it will be fought with nukes and um, wouldn't last an hour. Uh, yeah, yeah, the whole world would be wiped out. The human race would be wiped out. So that's why there hasn't been a war in so long. It's because we've had the ability to to destroy the world. But we've yeah, we're, we're always so close to it that it must happen. Or is it that's what it's they're doing it. is like the government actually doing this shit, or are they just in to on keep it? everyone in line? Yeah, exactly. To keep the public in line, to keep you in form. Like, you know? is this actually really happening, or are they just trying to scare us so we buy into stuff? And we personally, I believe a lot of the news is is even in even here in the UK is isn't as as, as plain as it seems. I don't think we're getting told the whole truth about anything. It's it's always to benefit the uh, the shadow government, as you know. Oh yeah, and whether that be, I mean, who we got? Yeah, MR five, MI six, whoever it is. There's there's someone higher up. HMV. <laughs> HMV is shut down now. Oh, it's been ages since HMV was open. It's been ages since I've been into an HMV. There's still one going in Croydon. Still one going. Oh, but remember remember Blockbusters? Remember how good that was? But now kids are just going to grow up on Netflix and in seven years' time there'll be something new that's the trend and the craze and everyone will be watching or doing. Yeah, but I mean, if and when we have kids... Right, I mean, look at us now. We look, we look at like that, and we look at that. Yeah, and we go like, Jesus, they, they, they grew up through some, some shit. Yeah, no, it was, it was rough back then. But then, are our kids gonna think the same about us? Mm. Because it's gonna be a whole, completely new generation, a new world, it's a whole new world. Because it only takes up one thing to change the rest of the world. Look at the internet. Look at mobile phones. Yeah. Look at, you know, just any advance in technology. It's just shaped the world. I believe we're far more advanced in technology than, than we're led to oh. believe. See, I don't. I do. So what, you believe they, they've they got higher stuff but they're not releasing it yet because I'm not, it's I'm too not, I'm much? I'm not or... talking about, like, phones or tablets or... or... Computers. I'm talking like the next medically step. wise. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, definitely. Medically wise, the technology <clears throat> is, is far more advanced than than we're led to believe. Uh, I believe we know every cure to everything. Yeah, I believe we do. But there's more money to be made. <laughs> Not only that, and I the, mean it's it's it must cost a pretty penny to create a vaccine. Yeah, but it was you've like, got to produce that. You've got to mass produce that because there's, there's a lot of people who have got cancer. So you'll have to mass produce that and sell it at a price where you're still going to be able to make a profit. And they can't at the moment. Because it end up, say it costs them £15,000 to produce one 28-tablet strip. For that 28-tablet strip, they're going to have to sell it for like three four times the profit. People, normal people can't afford that. No, see, I reckon they've got an extreme, they can make it, but 
It was like what we were saying earlier. Would you rather have two million pound now or four grand a week for the rest of your life? It'd be the four grand. Exactly. And that's what they're doing. Of course. It's like, would they want a big payout now and everyone just gets a vaccine that's cured forever? Or would you rather get get four grand a week and keep the population down? Yeah. I think it does have its purpose, but at the same time... It's, it's kind of playing God, really, isn't it? It is. In the people's lives. That's all we are, we're sheep. And unless you're rich or know some people, yeah, you're, you're never going never gonna to stop being a sheep. No. You're always going to be led. And you're always going to follow. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, they were. I have seen people who were sheeps change yeah. and fight against the system. But where are they now? Still about. I've got a mate who he used to follow the system and he now doesn't. He doesn't commit anything illegal, don't get me wrong, he doesn't go out robbing houses and stuff. He doesn't break the law, he just doesn't abide by the system. And he fights against the system because he believes it's wrong. Well, it's wrong in many ways. Because he's been through it. The whole system's flawed. I personally think if anybody's going to release a nuke, we should all just, or one country, release a nuke that's just going to wipe out the entire hard drive of the world. So that would be a guess. So we can start again mm. with with the knowledge we have now. Yeah, but it's still just going to escalate in millions of years' time mm. to where we are now because we're humans and this is what we do. Yeah, we can never live that. peacefully alone. Oh, no, of course not. I think once you reach a certain level of consciousness, you can't live peacefully. Um, because when once you start... Once you become intelligent enough to understand that, like, stuff is just stuff, and then you start to look in-depth because you've learned everything else, and then you start asking questions that don't have answers, which is what makes you, makes you unhappy. Like, the questions are, oh, why are we here? Yeah. And if there's a God who created the God, it's, it's questions like this that no one can know the answer. No one could even possibly fathom the answer. No. And so we all get frustrated and we get down and depressed because it's all an existential crisis. Is. It's just you realise that you, you don't really matter. No, Nothing, you don't. You're it, just, you, don't, you can't even comprehend your own consciousness. You're just a piece of a puzzle. Not mm. brick in the wall. Exactly. Brilliant song. Amazing fucking Just song. saying. Pink Floyd, go check it out. Oh, Jesus, Pink Floyd. Part two, part two. Um, but yeah, you're just... You're just another atom. That's all you are. Make the world go around and destroy it in your own special way. And the thing is, even if you get famous or if you're rich, in a hundred years' time, people are still not going to remember you. Like, no, who, that's, who's that's... famous from a hundred years ago from now? You, we can't name no one. The, probably the earliest What's famous? One, we're talking like actors famous. Anyone famous. The earliest ones we could probably say is like Elvis and Marilyn Monroe. Mm. We're just talking famous people. The oldest, like... So Leonardo famous Di- people... Leonardo da Vinci. Yeah. He's famous. Yeah, that's 100 years uh, ago. He's remembered the, forever. Yeah. Van so, Gogh. Like, the guy who wrote um, The Art yeah, of War. Van Gogh. That's from like... Barely... Before we... That's like the start of civilization. We've got people we can remember from there. Don't get me started on Shakespeare. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. But Van Gogh isn't remembered for his art. I don't believe anyway. That's for the story of Van Gogh. Yeah. 
because, well, he was a nutcase. Man cut his own ear off and sent it to his brother <laughs> in the post. I thought it was to his girlfriend. I'm sure I saw a documentary that said it was to his brother. But anyway, he sent it to cut his ear yeah. off and sent it Either in the post. Either way, that's what happened. <laughs> I think that's what he's remembered for. Well, no, it was more... <coughs> he was never recognised when he was alive. Only when he was dead. It's like, I know it's a bit cheesy, but there's a Doctor Who episode about it. Mm. And it's really good, because at the end they show Van Gogh what he's remembered like in 300 years' time. And you can't imagine it, because no, he's just he's like one of us in his time. But yeah, then he he's dies. just someone struggling, yeah. And then he dies, and he's the biggest fucking artist. He dies during the struggle, so doesn't get to see the success. Yeah. I mean, you look at Rodriguez. Another brilliant artist. He's he's still alive, though, isn't he? He is. He still performs today. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know if you know about this, Jamie, but basically, um, Rodriguez, is, uh, he's, he's a, you know he's a big singer in South Africa. Huge. Very, like, one of the biggest. Um, Cold fact. Brilliant album, just saying. But, he didn't know, because he's American. And yeah, so he, he was he, from Detroit, isn't he? He started music, you know, he, he gave it his best, he, he released an album. And he didn't make it big in, in America at all. And after that, he had to go back to working a uh, steel press or something. Yeah, I think it was in a steel factory. Steel something, factory. Something like that. And uh, while he was working in a steel factory, he didn't know that in South Africa his, his music was loved by many. Yeah, because like somebody did. had obviously... But in South Africa, nobody knows where the music came from because it was never released out of America. Yeah, so it means... So somebody travelling yeah. on holiday from America to South Africa took one copy, just one copy of his album. And why it spread like wildfire. And it spread like wildfire. And, and for years, people believed he was South African, mm. that he only ever made... He made enough money off that one album and quit. Um, and he ended up killing himself or something. Yeah. Or he was dead anyway. That's what we all believed for years. Every South African believe that and then they've done a documentary um, Searching for Sugar Man yeah and he's still alive today he tours in South Africa um, and he was still working he still worked and lived in the same place he had always in Detroit in the steel fact in the steel press so I mean he's not big and UK, right? I've never heard uh, of him until no. you guys mentioned. No, no, all. Uh, one person I know um, who's English knows of it, but that's because her family friend is South African. Yeah. So she doesn't yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but outside of that, no one knows Rodriguez. No, I've never met a British person who's who know who to know who Rodriguez was. I don't think he made it very big in uh, America at all either. No, even now he hasn't. Yeah. Still not, not blown up over there, but in South Africa, he's... In South Africa, he's, he's he a is household massive. name. I th- I, he, That's mad. But because at the time when it was released, I mean, Jesus, when was that released? In 80s? Mm. A while ago. It's, it's ridiculous because it gets you to think, so I've never been to France, but there's someone over in France who is massive... That oh, yeah. we've never heard of. Oh yeah. But if you asked any French person, they'd be like, "Oh, that's well, that's better. Look at us. We've got like Robbie Williams. People don't know who Robbie Williams is, yeah. really. Danny Dyer. 
Danny Dyer is like... He's, he's worldwide, let's be I mean, there you go. The album was released in, in March 1970, the album called Fat, the one that made him huge in South Africa. Mm. I mean, so that's going back, what, 40-odd years? 50. Like 40. <laughs> so what, is he as like, big as a household name as, say, like Simon Cowell? Like, yeah. is he huge? Yeah. Yeah, he's massive. Everybody in South Africa. Everyone in South Africa. I don't know Even anybody kids. in South Africa who doesn't know Rodriguez. And this is going from the poorest of the poor who live in shacks in a bush that um, don't have TVs. And a lot like Lee Evans. I've never met anyone who doesn't know who Lee Evans is. Yeah. He's that huge in South Africa. Lee Evans. But at the, at the time that the Rodriguez one was released, South Africa related a lot to it because that album's quite political. Yeah. And South Africa was, was obviously going through yeah. the apartheid and, and still being treated the opposite of it is today that's what I was uh, I was, I was going to say um, I think he wasn't you think it wasn't one second <laughs> I need to play some like elevator music so <laughs> <laughs> we're just sat in a lounge doing this and We've got a dog who just decided he's going to start snoring. <laughs> yeah, and he's not waking up. I'll finish on this point. <coughs> uh, I was going to say earlier, I, I, the reason I think the music didn't blow up in America is because they didn't need it at the time. No. They weren't no, no. looking for that music at the time and because it was so political and it talked about injustice, which is why I believed it was from South Africa. Yes. Uh, Gamora's song uh, is a song about uh, dodgy streets. Obviously, he was yes. going to yeah. Detroit. But because it was so similar to South Africa, mm-hmm. that's what that's what they took away from it, and that's what they were looking for at the time. So, I think that's why South Africans flocked to it, and uh, and it took off like and a, it took off. It, it, and it went up literally like a house doused in petrol. That's it. Um, so that was that would be the final point. This, so is this us done? Yeah, and this was. Uh, yeah, we don't know what we're talking about, as you can tell, but. Again, this I want to reiterate, none of us are professionals in any of this. It is all opinion. Yeah, we just kind of started this up, actually. We didn't... No planning or anything. No. We've been talking about it for a couple of weeks, but no planning. No, now, all we planned was the intro. That was it. That, and <laughs> we just kind of spouted off, so we're going to see how it goes. <coughs> Take it from the end. I've been Chris. Uh, I've been Josh. I've been Jamie. At Jamie underscore MQ on Instagram. <laughs> already trying to publish it out I'm, I'm, I'm plugging already <laughs> like right and we'll see you all next episode bye